Hi everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness. Um, today, Hollis is going to run the show. She is going to interview me. I have no idea what the questions are going to be. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. We always have fun. So if you are joining us live, pop in ask your questions um, whatever they may be from me from hollis whatever you guys want us to discuss come on board and with that i'm gonna pass the baton to you hollis okay hello everybody so yeah so atusa let's start with what we ask everybody so what bullshit did you basically say goodbye to Ooh, big list of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> The main thing I would say is the rule book, um, the big rule book that we have for everything that is like, have to, I need to do this, I should do this. And it's not, none of it is our rule book. It's a rule book that's either been passed down from generations, culturally, society, um, all that. Um, yeah, my big rule book out the window. <laughs> Which is, and how does that feel? It feels good because I operate on does, is it right for me? Is it feel good to me and feel good to me and right for me in my heart, not in my head. That's the other distinction because, um, when I go from, I don't actually now go from the head, but when you start doing things again, is it right in here rather than here? then this takes you again to that rule book. But when you go from here, it's truly your guiding system, what you want, what you need and desire. So um, what really feels good and right for your journey and your path and realizing really we're all on our path. We're all on our journey. And my journey is different than everybody else's. It's, yeah, it's so true. It's that when we're stuck in our heads, that's the overanalyzing, the overthinking, the comparison, the, all of that that comes into play. But yeah, like when we're actually tuning the dial into our heart, like that's our soul's essence. That's, that's us. Exactly. <laughs> from that. And that's like, you can't go wrong there, but there's that like that trust issue, right? Or am I hearing the right thing? Am I feeling the right thing? Is that really the right? Then it's kind of like, like right up here again. The trust is important and it, it takes time to get there. Um, I give um, my clients exercises with that for them to start with like the mundane stuff of every day and then work like their way up to their bigger decisions because um it, it takes practice and it does take trust and not just trust in yourself and your knowing but trust in the universe as well um and that one takes practice as well i always say you know you i had so many trust practices with universe over the years at some point it felt like my final trust exercise was like the universe was dangling me with a strand of hair over it. Cause like, do you trust me? And at that point I was like, yeah, I've trust you. I've gone through this already with you several times. Yep. I trust you. Let's go for it. So, and that's how I operate. It's like, I, I 
I trust in the process, even if what's in front of me, it's not like what I asked for or what I wanted in a way, but I know everything's happening for a purpose and I trust in that. And I think when you say that, it's kind of like a lot of people can say, yes, I just believe that's the way it's supposed to be. But it's truly coming from a place of like real belief. Mm -hmm. It's like getting really serious people. It's just kind of like working on yourself to truly believe and get to that core. And I don't know if the word is understanding, but like to really just not be like, oh yeah, I believe that the universe has my back and everything's going to be okay. There's a difference. Exactly. That's, that's why I said it was practice. I, I, I'm, there is, there were times that I would just feel that I was sitting there and I like, there was so much going on that at any moment I felt like, okay, like, it, it was just like, it felt like walls and everything was collapsing around me. And I was sitting there and it was just sitting there in a trust that in my heart, I know what's true. In my heart, I know what's going on. And I had so many practices like that, that now, you know, when things come out, I'm like, oh yeah, I trust. It's, it's good. Like, because it's just, it's becoming more of a second nature that, I trust, I know everything's happening for a reason. And most times I'm shown what that reason is. Um, like, you know, I I think of some, one of the videos I had uh, talked about uh, my roof. And um, when like a quarter of my roof blew off and I, you know, like anybody else, you call the insurance company, you call the roofers, my insurance company was coming up with all these weird things. I'm like, what is going on? And I uh, went to a roofing company and several of them, and they all said, you know, we're not going to do half the roof. We have to do the full roof. Your roof is old. Anyway, long story short, the roofer I decided to go with, and they ended up like taking their time and came to know like okay they hadn't even done anything they kept telling me they were doing stuff but along the process i did it i was like this is all happening for a reason i don't know what that reason is but i know and like this happened in august and i'm close to like october november still quarter of my roof gone and you know i just had a tarp on there trusting that nothing's happening to my home, which didn't. And all of a sudden, you know, the guy that came to fix the tree, and I've known him for years, he said, hey, you know, what's going on with your roof? I said, you know, this is it. And he's like, oh, you know, my um, son works with his friends as roofers, but they normally are in Ohio because um, that's where his friend is. But the friend had some, you know, family issues. He's moved back. He just moved back and he could really use the job. So at that moment, I'm like, yep, that's it. And the guy came, did a fantastic job. All those issues that my insurance had magically all lifted away. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. We're just going to send you a check. I'm like, what are you talking about? Three months ago, you guys were telling wow. me I have to give you all these paperwork. And like, yeah, we don't know who told you that. We're just going to send you the check. He <laughs> did it. He replaced the whole roof for the price that uh, insurance was going to tell me and did a great job. And not only that, because of my work, 
he got like all these other works around my house and people that I recommended him to. And he just, he had just moved here. His wife was pregnant and he had two young kids. So I'm like, yeah, that's why it was meant to be his job. So it's going through that stuff. So I, I have to say, there's so many things I want to ask, but so as I was reading your chapter, <laughs> so as I was going over your chapter again and kind of refreshing my brain, um, there are so many things that come up. And I have to say, like, for anybody who has not read her story, so creativity is whatever you want it to be, um, you've had so much going on in your life. I could use the word hardship. Um, we can see that in different ways. <laughs> you have really always had like, okay, here's another thing. Here's another thing. And in the way that you handle it. So some of the things that I'm going to kind of work up to a few things, but I want to ask you about overachieving. Mm. What does that mean to you? I'm going to put it within a context. You once you got to America, mm -hmm. you got into school, mm -hmm. you were like, if I can control one thing, this is what I can control. You like were, you graduated early, yeah. you were like the earliest, like the youngest in your college, like you got high achievements, you got yeah. all of this. You still didn't get from your father yeah. what it was, you still didn't get the support from him. There was still a snide comment that came in from that. Yeah. But in that overachieving with exercise, you were like dove in full with that. So talk to me about overachieving. Um, I, I mean, it took a while to see all of that. Um, honestly, it's like where I'm going, uh, you know, what was happening. And when I was in it, I didn't know until I actually stopped and started, you know, sort of like healing everything, unpacking everything and getting rid of the bullshit. And um, I, overachieving was the one area of my life that I thought I can control things because everything else was so chaotic and the control is a safety because I wanted to feel safe. At that point, I had no trust in the universe. I had no trust in myself and my knowing here. You're talking about here, this, everything went from here. It was nothing came from what felt good here. Everything was logical, logical, logical. And it was to gain control and to feel safe and um, be able to do that. And the other thing overachieving gave, I could have this go like, Dun, da, 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 you know, look at all my stuff. Ooh, I have all this stuff, all my badges of honor. Look at me, look at me. And um, yeah, so that would also give me the love and acceptance that I so wanted, but um, it did not matter, you know, what you achieve yourself. <laughs> because universe is gonna tell you, that's what universe kept telling me. It's like, you're not going to get it off from the outside. You got to go in. It's got to come from inside. But I constantly was grabbing it from the outside and trying to do things that, um, yeah, people would come and say, oh, wow, look at that. So what was the, um, what was the, 
straw that broke the camel's back? What was it where that you were finally like, okay, I get it where you started to go into that space. Like, was there a certain age? Was there a pinnacle moment, something that happened where you're like, okay, I'm listening. It was um, throughout, I kept hearing it, but again, the, the trust wasn't there. But at one point, the, the, what, set, what stopped everything was my um, ex, when um, the separation and all the stuff that I finally like said, no, that this is, this is just, yeah, no. Because, um, and one other thing that I appreciated from, you know, when I, years later, when I look back, I have a pretty high tolerance for shit. Very high tolerance. Like you got to really pile it on for me to say, okay, now I, I'm, I'm starting to smell the stench now. I need to do something about it. So, and with that, then universe had to like really pile it on for me to take, stop and take notice. And um, that was the whole process with my accent when I, stopped and I said okay no this has got to stop and the whole process of uh, going through court and everything and at one point I just and I couldn't even do my work um, I think I write that in the uh, chapter um, the work that I was considered really good at that I could do it sort of in my sleep they used to make fun of me it's like a Tusa can put out design documents like this I would sit there and for hours and hours and days just stare at this computer and I would read the stuff and I swear it was like I'm reading in another language. I'm like, I cannot comprehend any of these words. They don't even look English to me. And um, I did a month of that and I said, okay, that's it. I can't do this anymore. And then that's when everything just started uh, shifting and I just completely stopped the work I was doing. I started my artwork. I started, you know, uh, Rumi, God bless Rumi. He, he just uh, shifted me somehow, moved me. Yeah. So, so I think that's the key. It's kind of like when people, because I know a lot of people can relate to all this stuff happening. And I know that it, it resulted in mental, spiritual, and physical discomfort. You were mm -hmm. having physical stuff going on besides all of the, you know, which was resulting, showing up in like, you know, um, Epstein Bar. Wasn't it Epstein Bar? My physical stuff actually started pretty much uh, when I was much younger. I would say like 15. I started, oh. yeah, my. Um, <laughs> uh, the arthritis stuff that they I have in the book started 15. Like I would have so much pain and it wasn't as bad, but um, after the divorce proceedings, everything, the court stuff started, um, I used to wear, there's these um, arthritis patches. I don't remember the name of them, but back then I was in such pain that I, and again, I have a high pain tolerance too, but I would have these patches on every finger from here to here on both hands. And these are like, you're supposed to put like one or two patches, but I was in so much pain. I basically <laughs> covered both hands. And um, 
yeah, all of that stuff, my uh, endometriosis and cysts was back when I was probably 19, 20, um, somewhere around, around that age. Yeah, I've, all, all my physical stuff started a long time ago, but it got worse and worse and worse. And uh, that was like, yeah, no, there's something else. And I, but I always knew my physical stuff. Anytime the doctors told me, like, I it wasn't, I knew none of it is, like, really physical. There's something else causing all of this. You knew that. Yeah. That even at, like, knew. 15, you knew that. I knew that. Part of me knew that. Like, even when they were telling, like, I wouldn't take arthritis, like, oh, no, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I didn't take any pills or any medication for that stuff. Um, because, like, yeah, I, I know there's something else causing all this. So then tell them about your, I wanted to bring this up because I think it's so relatable to a huge part of the population because we get these physical manifestations as a result of emotions and mm -hmm. circumstances that happen in our lives. And then people prescribe, you know, oh, well, you do this, you do that. But I think it's important to hear real stories of how people really do take these baby steps mm -hmm. in order to um get to that next level of consciousness and awareness so when you started doing your artwork and journaling and roomy and did you just kind of drop everything else or was it a slow kind of move into these other things did you start incorporating it into your life slowly um i had a little bit but when i telling you i couldn't do my work everything stopped i really couldn't do that work i could not do any of that and the funny thing is so i came out of that job i said okay let me take a break and then i'll get back to it and then i think it was like two three months after i said okay let me start back up again and i would send out resumes and my resumes i started just doing the engineering work and management positions and i wasn't getting anything so i kept they said no no you got to change your resume maybe that's it. I changed my resumes probably 20 different ways. <laughs> and I started even after a little bit when I wasn't getting engineering positions or management positions, I went like I would go things that I was overqualified for underqualified things weren't even related to engineering. I was doing like sending resume for staff admin positions. And I wasn't getting anything months and months and months i was not getting anything and but through all that time i was doing um you know my art and roomy just the healing stuff every day i was going through all that stuff that i needed to heal and release but universe was like nope we're, we're gonna make sure you just don't get anything <laughs> and this is where i kind of laugh because we just kind of, this is where that spiral of, oh, what was me and all this stuff kind of comes in. But as you mentioned in the beginning, it's kind of like making that head heart connection. So when you finally start to have a perspective of this is the universe, mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm listening. I am like acknowledging and then tuning into what that next step is, which yes, it can be scary. It can be like terrifying because it's taking you away from what you're used to, but you have to step up and something needs to be done or else you're just going to go down this spiral that feels like crap. So um, it, it's kind of like you, you 
listen. You listen and you step up. And that's what you did. And talk to me about creation and motion in the four elements. Yeah, that's it. In the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, creation and motion, that was just one of the biggest things that I... Um, part of my healing journey was connecting back to nature. I always loved nature. Um, and I always was connected in a way, but not never like this. When I started, um, you know, this one came a while after um, what I was, you know, after much after my healing work had begun. But um, creation emotion is basically you realizing your connection to this world that is much bigger than this physical stuff that is constantly day-to-day -day we're seeing. Connecting to the elements and realizing like that all those elements that you have around you is also within you. And like nature can be your biggest teacher. It can be your biggest healer. But allowing that and realizing that connection, feeling it, and knowing that you are constantly in motion with that. Because if you look at everything has a cycle. Mm. The moon has a cycle. You have cycles in the uh, in week even, in a day, in uh, seasons. Everything has a cycle. And we are constantly moving within a cycle, changing cycles, beginnings and endings, and we're constantly evolving. This mm. evolving is not going to stop. I mean, people ask me, it's like, okay, you got to here, are you done? I'm like, you're never done. It's just that the way you are going to come at it and deal with it and see things and move through it gets easier and easier but you're never going to be done we came into these physical bodies to experience and see and release and do all the things that we all are doing so we are evolving and we are moving yeah so i want to hear from your perspective talking to that person that's just like, oh, great, Atusa, that's great for you. That's great for you. You figured this out. You went into, I mean, you went on this journey of um, getting your artwork out there, of shamanism, of all of these ways that you've worked into your coaching and the way that you're of service to people. How would you talk to that person who really has no idea? All they know is that they've been blindsided by not getting a job. You know what I mean? having to take time to just sit and go inside. Yeah. You have to go inside. I think that's the other bullshit that I wish people would, you know, say goodbye to is that we have become, we humans in general have become so focused on the outside, even in the um, spiritual realm that when you get to people and awakening, everything's about manifestation. You know, what can I manifest? It's not about manifestation. 
because man if you're focusing on manifestation again it's outside it's outside of you what can i get on the outside but rather if you want to start this journey if you want that job you want if you want the life you want go inside you have to go inside i always say i love that quote from gandhi that um he says you know you want to change the world start with yourself and that's it you know i want to be loved well you want to be loved then love yourself first i want peace in my life find peace inside first yeah everything you want first you got to get it from the inside so you got to work your way inside out and i think again part of society everybody is going outside and what can i get yes amen amen to that it's true because it's that whole like it's that whole everything is this quote-unquote societal definition of things and comparison and tell me what to do and I, admittedly when i was young i would ask a million people for their opinion <laughs> like so what do you think what do you think what do you think and as i've gotten older i'm like oh my gosh that's so codependent <laughs> but it's it's good to find out, you know, at some point what other people think, but you do, you have to go inside as uncomfortable as that is. You have to know yourself. You have to, we spend so much time. There's so much noise. Don't you think? A lot, a lot. And the, the, you got to cut it out. You got to spend time to quiet it out, to see yourself first. And that's the other thing I tell people, you know, relationships, they're your biggest uh, training ground because that's what is teaching you any relationship you have with your friends, kids, you know, husband, wife, lover, partner, even strangers that come and go, they are showing, they're the best mirror for you. They're, that's, use that as, okay, what is this showing me about me? So true. It's, I have to say, as I was again revisiting your chapter and thinking about how you kept reiterating, you are grateful for all of the people that have been in your life and all these circumstances that have presented in your life. And I was thinking, it took me just right back to, um, I had a, a, a business prior um, to I'm Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. And 10 years and um, I was in it and I was in it because I was passionate about it, but I had a business partner in it where we kind of looking back on it. I'm very grateful at the time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling grateful. Honestly, I was feeling pissed and I was feeling like a lot of different emotions, but I'm very grateful that she um, pointed out these things in me where I was able to then grow and see things that I didn't like so much about myself within and the way I saw like dealing with unworthiness and um, feeling like I didn't have a voice and all of that. And here you get into this blame game, mm -hmm. but it isn't anybody's, here's the word fault. It's not anybody's fault except I take responsibility. Yes. I take responsibility. At the time I wasn't taking responsibility. Um, and now I can look back and I can be like, I do take responsibility for that and how I handled things at different points. Not exactly proud of it, but they were all growing points and I'm grateful for it now. 
Exactly. It's beautifully said, taking responsibility. You are responsible for your emotions, for your behaviors, how you handle things. Yes, we've all been through stuff and we wish we did it better. And those were things that came into your life for you to see yourself better. And again, universe is going to give you practice points. Okay, you didn't get it this time? All right, we'll show it to you again. And okay, now you got it. Let me do this practice to you. You sure you got it? You got all that out of your system? Oh, okay, you got it out. All right, you don't need the practice anymore. We can move on now. But that's it. That's why at the end I said, I'm grateful for all the people that played villains in my story because they have been the biggest teachers, the best teachers I've had. Because they brought out all that shit and gunk and everything that was there out to the surface for me to again, like, see it and say, okay, gotta let this go. This has gotta go. We need to stop this. But that would not have started if I didn't take responsibility, which is very important, what she said. It's very important. Yeah. And it's a game changer. It truly yeah. is because it changes that twist in the mindset. Um, so I know we're getting close on time, but I want to ask you before we before oh, we, we could go over a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we could okay, okay. So talk to me about um, creating your life web. Oh, that's another one. It's not back here, but that's, I love that one. So um, creating your life web. I first of all love spiders, spider webs. Every time I go out for a walk. I have so many pictures and videos of Spiderweb. And uh, that, that one in particular started with one time I was just sitting there and I was looking at this and talking to the spider sort of and realizing like what a beautiful message this is. Like the spider is not, first of all, it's not worried about, oh my God, I'm gonna build this web and something's gonna come and destroy the web. Spider's just like, Hmm. And they all have different designs and patterns, by the way. Like when you look at it, they're completely different. And so it's just, it's having fun building this web. And then it goes and sits in the middle of this and waits. And it's not thinking, oh my God, when is it going to come? It didn't come. Maybe I should go start building somewhere else. Something went wrong here. It doesn't. It just... It has patience, it has trust, it has, it's really building that. And that's why I created that. It's like, let's get up every morning, know that we are creating the life we want and trusting in what we're building and having a little bit more fun, you know, as we're building this life every day, we're creating things, whether it's by, you know, your interactions with other people, what you're putting out there, whatever it is that you're doing, even in those relationships that you're healing and seeing things, that is part of creation. You're creating. You're getting to see yourself and say, hey, you know, like an artist is like, oh, I, I don't like the way this turned out. Let me erase this now and draw it a little differently. So every day we are getting to design our life, create what we want, change it, have fun with it, and be patient. Just because, that, and I think that's the other part of 
what I've come to really learn and appreciate. Um, again, society of instant gratification, I gotta have it now. Um, learning to really trust the divine timing that mm. there is a divine timing in plan. There is a right timing because a lot of times if you are not ready and you get what you're asked for, it's not going to work anyway. Um, you have like things have to be a match in order for it to work. So um, yeah, I've, I've got to appreciate the divine timing and how things come together as well. So yeah, go have fun. Create, create your life web, enjoy it, do it with love, do it with gratitude and have patience that it's all going to come together. Oh my God. I was immediately thinking of that. What's the book called? Um, Everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you read that, <laughs> the listeners, but there's a part in it where it talks about from the spider's perspective and the person's perspective. Mm -hmm. And the spiders like, you know, building their web and hanging out like all these things that you mentioned. The other one from the person's perspective is when you walk through that spider web and all of a sudden it's like on your face and you're just like, and you're like, oh my God, get it off of me. And from the spider's perspective, it's like, you know, in the book, you just like, I was just working on this and you just got rid of it in a second. Exactly. But spiders aren't getting upset. Spider goes and builds another one. They, honestly, people spend time watch nature really just go out there sit like look at the wind the trees the birds whatever you know i've been posting this uh praying mantis that for a whole month now it just each day comes and there's like one particular spot in the window comes hangs out there you know moves about a little bit and at some point during the day it's gone the next day it's back again <laughs> so yeah. spend time just watch they they can show you so much about life and let that you know those things be your teachers not you know the craziness out there that you see on social media oh my gosh so true <laughs> God, and they're so beautiful praying mantises. I mean, there's that whole Tai Chi move, like, you know, based or yes. karate, you know, based on them and how they move, but how they're, you know, pause. And uh, there's so much beauty in nature. If we don't stop and actually look, this yes. awareness, like, look at what's around you. Even if you're, yes. if you're in the city, that's your nature. Like, that's your, that's your, if you, if like, if you're in New York and you, nature per se and you want treat go to central park go to like a park someplace yes. but whatever is around you is your nature be yes. aware of it look at it instead of staying in this like we get such tunnel vision yes that, ah it's just not it's just well, not it's, it's that whole thing that you everybody just wants to move and you know, be better than this person, be better than that person. You know, I got to compare with this and I got to compare with that in my life. And, and you just hamster wheel. So yeah, yeah, stop the wheel, come out, enjoy, see things, look at it, take it in, have fun. Just by saying that, it just like allows you to take a breath. We so. take life too seriously. We do. We're too friggin' serious. And 
I thought about you saying in the chapter, like you were presented with a lot of adult kind of things ever since you like, as soon as you were born, like you've been an adult since you were a kid. So it's kind of like we, I, I was very, I realized that I was serious. I didn't have the circumstances that you did, but I was serious as a kid. Mm -hmm. There was, and it's funny because then when you have the mirror of your children and they're like, well, what did you do when you were younger? And I'm thinking, shit, (laughs) Like, like I didn't. I didn't like get in. I wasn't on that happy, you know, explorative kind of vibe for, I just, for whatever. And as an adult, much more in that space, because there's the awareness. So before I'd kick myself for it, now I'm just kind of like, okay, bring it on whatever reason. Honestly, it's like before I could say that and it wouldn't necessarily feel that now it's like, yeah, okay. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Let's just have more fun. Yeah. No, you have you have to you have to. That's the yes. only way you're gonna be able to see things differently as well. Get out and like move around and say, "Oh, now I can see a different way." And otherwise, you get stuck. Thank you, Atusa, for sharing more of yourself. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you, Hollis. <laughs> um, this was fun. We didn't plan it, but this was fun. Uh, the book, if you guys have not received your copy, there's the ebook and there's a paperback now available. And we're going to have a summit pretty soon as well coming Next up. Week. Hollis Next. is going to put the information out there. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, comments for Hollis, myself, please go ahead, comment on the videos, uh, share, and like and we love to hear from you yes thank you and l thank you for being here she said oh my god the devil of codependency power just floating away (laughs) i love you l (laughs) go watch her show as well we had a show with her episode 13 she was on talking about ceremony so go check her out check out her website you guys are gonna love it yes yes thank you bye everyone thank you bye everybody